This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. This is Heather Caro. Thank you for joining me this fine, beautiful morning. I was very excited to get in my car this morning and see that it was above zero with a high of 10, if you can believe it, folks. going to be a gorgeous Ash Wednesday. Thank you for joining me. I'm broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I am your only host today, the hostess with the mostest. So thank you for joining me, and thank you for letting me into your homes, cars, workplace, uh, wherever you might be listening to us today. We're heading into the last interview. It's going to be a very interesting interview. It's with Kevin Burke. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a co-founder along with my wife, Teresa, of Rachel's Vineyard Ministries. I was trained in um, social, social work counseling. I have a graduate degree in counseling. Worked with Catholic Charities for about eight years, uh, doing uh, supervising uh, other counselors and their pregnancy services, and uh, worked at a pregnancy shelter after that, and then uh, teamed up with Teresa uh, and... Uh, help spread the uh, Rachel's Vineyard ministry. Well, and what a beautiful ministry, Rachel's Vineyard, and what a blessing it has been to so many of our dioceses. Explain for the listeners that might not be familiar um, what Rachel's Vineyard is. What is it that they do? Well, uh, Rachel's Vineyard features a weekend retreat program that was developed by Teresa, uh, really clearly inspired by the Holy Spirit. And it's uh, what she calls a sensory-based process. It's very effective at helping women and men who have the complicated emotions and sometimes traumatic experience that are associated with an abortion. That's, you know, keep, keeping in mind that the unplanned pregnancy itself, the decision to abort, the experience of the procedure, the aftermath, all that can be, uh, you know, very difficult to kind of deal with in the aftermath. She developed an, uh, an integrated emotional and spiritual healing program that uh, takes place from a fr- over uh, Friday to Sunday. And the participants experience a, uh, an emotional healing uh, that, that's facilitated, but also they have this powerful encounter, a very intimate encounter with Jesus in the Word, Sacrament, and in something called Living Scripture Exercises, which she developed, that give you an experiential uh, process of going through scripture stories at the same time you're going through abortion healing exercises and all that integrated experience has proven as you said uh, has proven to be very effective at helping people have not only an emotional healing journey but uh, a really powerful experience of the mercy and forgiveness of Jesus in the church Wow. So she's developed a lot of different things that are to help all of these people who've been affected and I want to first, before we dive into some of the techniques, um, talk about who is welcome at a Rachel's Vineyard retreat. That's one of the unique things about Rachel's Vineyard is that anyone who has been directly involved in an abortion decision, um, either impacted partially because they have a child or grandchild who's been aborted, so you know, parents, mothers, and fathers of aborted children, grandparents of aborted children, children, mm-hmm. siblings, aunts, uncles. Uh, you know, oftentimes in an abortion decision, a number of people involved, you'll hear a lot of times in an abortion story how, you know, a college roommate uh, helped pay for a procedure or drove their girlfriend or, or their, or their uh, you know, or, or sibling or whatever to an abortion center. 
So they're in a sense, in a, in, they may look back and, and have some pain about that. So anyone directly involved with it, that participated in some way was impacted very directly by the death of an unborn child uh, is welcome on a Rachel Vineyard retreat. Wonderful. And I just love that approach um, because it does affect so many people. So mm-hmm. talking about um, Teresa and some of the developments that she has made, um, can you talk a little bit about um, her approach with the use of right language? Well, and uh, could you say a little more about that in what sense, uh, in terms of the language used in uh, the healing? Yes. Or he- healing work? Um well, I think her, her her work is very sensitive uh, to to the fact that people who have gone through this, you know, experience it as a traumatic loss. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the language, the experience of healing is one that establishes safety right from the beginning, both spiritual and emotional safety in the exercises and the way that people are, um, you know, are, are, are uh, ministered to from the moment they come into the retreat center. Uh, and they encounter the team until the, the time that they leave. Um, so I think I think understanding the sensitivity of people and and everything being being very much in the spirit of healing, welcoming, non-judgmental. Now that's not to say there's not a need for repentance, and, and there is, of course. But people come to that as they uh, begin to open up their painful feelings and have an opportunity to share their heart, speak their heart, and speak their truth, and then. They're much more open and able to receive the the forgiveness and healing of the Lord. Absolutely. So you said that you and Teresa first started uh, working on this. How long has this been going on, the Rachel's Vineyard Well, Teresa, yeah, Teresa developed the first therapeutic support group for women, just initially just for a women's group in 1986. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1994... Boy, it's been a while now. <laughs> in 1994, uh, she developed the Rachel's Vineyard model, uh, you know, the psychological and spiritual journey of, of abortion healing. And that was published initially as a support group model. And then in 1995, she adapted that and developed the whole format for the weekend retreat. And then people began to uh, kind of like, you know, not kind of like, exactly like, I guess, in some ways, you know, when people encounter Jesus and, his, and the healing power and the about uh you know the the difference the way that rachel's vineyard has morphed and changed throughout the years when you added men and also mm-hmm. i would think adding you know maybe grandparents to the mix in these groups how did that change the dynamics was that 
um, a negative thing to add the other end? You know what I'm saying? Or yeah, is it a, a positive a, thing? Well, it's a, it's a good question because it actually was controversial initially. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, and I think, a natural resistance to that. Uh, some people, who, some women who had experienced abortion initially, oh, there might be men there. That made them very nervous. Right. Some therapists, some some people involved in church ministry initially were, were very suspicious of how, how can you have men introduced to this process, given how... And it's understandable because the experience of women in many abortion situations is that they're in various ways, you know, men are either coercing or... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, manipulating, exploiting, or abandoning women at that mm-hmm. time. So there's a lot of pain and hurt associated with, with men. What we found, though, is that when men are coming on the retreat for their own healing of their own involvement in abortion, and as they, just as women begin to go through that process, and it opens up their heart, and they begin to share their abortion story, and their grief, and their pain, and their regret, and their mm-hmm. shame, and Uh, And then you see God moving powerfully to bring them to healing as well as fathers. Mm -hmm. Then that provides, in a sense, another level of healing because women then can see a man going through that process. And uh, so initially what may have been an area of fear or even hostility it provides another level of healing because obviously the it's obvious but we don't often talk about this but the the experience of a, of the unplanned pregnancy and the abortion is is a wound that takes place obviously within the context of relationship and so there's a lot of wounds in the in the relationship between men and women so introducing those other aspects and, and this is where the Holy Spirit gets involved. I, I, from my own experience, uh, you know, as a counselor on the retreats, when you have other folks telling their story from different perspectives, it, it provides ways for people to connect in other ways with their story and to reach out in love to those folks, whether it's a mm-hmm. grandparent or an aunt or or a father or a husband. And you know, so does that make sense? Yeah, God has a, God has a beautiful way of making things work, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> and you have to really. Uh, I think that's a more important than any of the knowledge or processes involved, as Teresa has always taught, you really, the most important thing is, is the real conversion of hearts so that you really learn to trust God and how He will move people through that retreat program mm-hmm. uh, and, and trust in Him. And then you see, you see Him do His work. Well, and we've talked a lot about a lot of healing that goes on at these retreats. Um, what kind of um, long-term effects are you seeing within people um, who've experienced or been a part of an abortion, how do you see that affecting the rest of their life? Well, I, I, I would, you can think of it in a couple of ways. One is, for some folks, um, it's kind of like a, a tooth that becomes acutely sore. You know, mm. it's throbbing. They, they know right away that they've been injured, emotionally, spiritually, perhaps physically, by their, the abortion. And they're well aware that they're in pain, and they're, they're not sure how to deal with that pain. They may not feel free to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, may try to act, they may try to numb that pain initially by using drugs and alcohol, perhaps you know, eat, using food, mm-hmm. substances, the various ways that you can you know, try to get away from those feelings or, or self-medicate those painful feelings and, and memories. Um, uh, for other folks, they are able to put that experience and bury it kind of, you know, and, and, and you know, per, let's say that, for example, someone is in nursing school and they, they think, I, I can't have a pregnancy right now. They have the abortion, and then they throw themselves back into their work. In those cases, you might see the symptoms 
uh, come out later in in their life, you know, when they have a, a, a wanted pregnancy um, and they see the ultrasound for the first time, perhaps when they're pregnant, when they have the child, maybe some issues with bonding. Teresa will be teaching about a lot of these things, but there's various ways that um, you can have symptoms arise later. And uh, what often happens, though, is there's not a connection between the symptoms and that experience of loss. Uh, there's many, many ways that could manifest. And, and then sometimes, it's, you know, it, it may be even later in life when you uh, have a, you know, you've raised a family and you've been very busy and, you know, doing, being a good parent, being a good provider, uh, and you ha- you're facing the loss of a parent. Some other event just, it just triggers. It just triggers mm-hmm. a connection. To, I, I, I actually uh, spoke to a woman the other day who, uh, you know, had was busy as a single parent raising two children and, it, it was clear that she's reached a point in her life where she can actually devote some energy to and realizes, I, I, I have to attend to this. Mm. It's, and it's always been there, and I feel like I'm not going to truly be able to move on in, in, in the best way for my future and uh, without attending to this. So right. that's that's just some of the ways that uh, that we can see. And it's, it's often manifest in, in people's relationships, and it's often hidden there such an intimate wound abortion mm-hmm. uh such an intimate loss if you don't do that grief work and work that through and have emotional spiritual healing some of the symptoms can come out in your future relationships uh, mm-hmm. and, and difficulties with intimacy sexuality trust communication and things of that nature right well if you're just joining us this morning this is heather carroll and i'm talking with um um, Kevin Burke, I was going to call you Dr. Burke. <laughs> Kevin well, thank Burke. you for that degree. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we are just talking about Rachel's Vineyard, kind of what Rachel's Vineyard is. And then uh, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about a Rachel's Vineyard training uh, coming up and what that kind of looks like and who is welcome to participate in that. So we'll be back with more with Kevin Burke in just a minute. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Uh, seven years ago, my wife and I and four of our kids, um, one, well, five of our kids, one was still inside uh, Mama at the time, we felt something was missing in our, in our faith life, in our, in our church where we were, and we went through a period of kind of being in the wilderness. Over that period of searching, God led us to, uh, to St. Mary's. And we began a journey of conversion, uh, went through RCIA here at the Cathedral Parish, and uh, there was no turning back once, once we went down that road. And, and I, I tell lots of people that what, if you are a devout Christian and you begin this process with an open mind to learn what the Catholic Church has to say about herself, uh, it will be hard to resist her. And, uh, and we found that to be the case, and we have been thrilled and exuberant Catholics ever since. 
Now is the time to stand up for life and dignity in Minnesota. Hello, this is Archbishop Bernard Hebda. Join Catholics across Minnesota for Catholics at the Capitol, April 15th at the Cathedral of St. Paul. Be formed in the faith, informed on issues impacting life and dignity, and sent on mission to transform our state. We will celebrate Mass, hear from inspiring speakers, and head to the Capitol in a Eucharistic procession before meeting with legislators. Get your tickets at catholicsatthecapitol.org. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. I am your host today for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining me. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we have been having a great conversation with Kevin Burke about Rachel's Vineyard, what Rachel's Vineyard is. And then we're going to be discussing an upcoming training um, that will be going on, looks like, starting February 22nd. So one thing I wanted to ask before we got into this training part of it is, you know, um, you talked a little bit about how the, an abortion is such an intimate wound and it can come Mm -hmm. and it can manifest itself later on in life with a marriage, with having more children, um, et cetera, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. do a lot of therapists and counselors have a good understanding of this long-term effect that abortion can have on people? Uh, unfortunately, I don't, I, I don't think many do. Um, and that's why I'm glad that, that, that the diocese is, uh, is hosting, um, over the course of these two years, is going to be hosting these, these uh, classes by Teresa, because I think it gives people an opportunity to get exposed to something that I, I think most of them are not going to get in their, in their graduate training. Mm-hmm. Um, what they'll what they'll recognize is that you know some of the symptoms and challenges their clients are facing. Uh, if they would understand the possible connection to a past abortion experience, it would really help them in their work. Mm-hmm. And even better thing that they could experience if they feel called to is if they are able to experience the, the Rachel's Vineyard retreat itself. Because counselors that go on that, I, I mean, I've. I've served on the retreats and have at times had counselors come to just experience the process and go through the process. Mm-hmm. And really, it's like a, that in itself is like a master's class because you're hearing so many abortion stories. You're, you're, you're mm-hmm. you know, intimately experiencing how it touched her life. And you're seeing how that retreat brings healing so you can understand how that can fit into your, your, you know, your little bag of tricks that you use with folks to help them. Um, so... Yeah, there's. I think that's where uh, seminars like this are really important uh, for professionals to to get exposed to the you know the theory the, and and Teresa presents both in the psychological framework, but also uh, how the you know her sensory based process is is very effective with treating trauma, mm-hmm. and uh, actually was, she was actually way ahead of our time in that regard. Um, and also, uh, you know, how you integrate the spiritual components in that. So it's uh, most. You know, the feedback from these seminars is just really positive, both from professionals, laity, clergy. is overwhelmingly positive and helpful to folks. So uh, I highly, highly encourage, uh, if, you know, if you're listening and you're a therapist or you know someone who is, make sure they get information on these, yeah. uh, these programs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about politics for just a brief moment. Okay. <laughs> so do you think uh, the political arena has... Uh, interference with this healing process that women might experience. Well, has there been anything going on in the political realm in the last year? It's <laughs> <laughs> a very uh, volatile time, uh, isn't it, in our nature, mm-hmm. nation? Um, one of the things that we're very careful of 
in Rachel's Vineyard and in our relationship and Priest for Life is very sensitive to this as well. Um, one of the things that's really important is that when it comes to the experience of healing and encountering people who are coming into healing, that politics uh, is, is not something that is going to get in the way of that. In fact, it's, on our retreats itself, if someone introduces a topic, you know, like, for instance, uh, you know, political issue or something that's going to s- sidetrack people into getting focused on highly charged emotional issues, mm-hmm. it's going to take them away from doing the work they need to do in their own mm-hmm. healing. You know, God will lead them in time to see, you know, the wisdom of the Church's teachings, the wisdom of the pro-life position, and hopefully they will take those values and integrate them into their political decisions down the road. But that's, but that's not, not your not goal. The, yeah, That's not our goal. It's never an agenda mm-hmm. of healing. So, you know, somebody can call up and they can be, a, you know, they can be a Trump voter or a Biden voter or any voter, mm-hmm. and we're not going to get into the political stuff at that. We're going to be focused just on healing. In fact, they're not going to be asked their politics. It's not an issue. Even if they're not, even if they've been away from the church, maybe they're not practicing any particular faith or whatever their denomination is, Mm-hmm. We always tell them what the retreat process, you know, kind of a general introduction to what you're going to encounter that it has Christian scriptures as part of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, all are welcome. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so let's talk about the training a little bit um, before we run out of time. Uh, we've okay. got training that will be offered um, by Zoom Um and the first session is going to be starting on February 22nd. It's going to be in the Diocese of Rapid City. And then additional sessions offered every four months for the next two years. So it's open to anyone. Can you talk a little bit about um, who should be going to this kind of a training? Yes. As I, I said previously, and I, I'll just emphasize again, mm-hmm. because it's so important, anyone who is a counselor at any level, whether you're bachelor level, bachelor level or, uh, you know, master's or doctoral, uh, psychologist, social worker, counselor, uh, you'll, you will find these are very, very enlightening uh, and helpful in your work. Uh, lay persons are welcome to attend. Uh, you know, it, it, the laity who are empowered with this knowledge, not only will they recognize in their own lives and families ways they can reach out to those who have been hurt by abortion, but uh, they'll find it also something that will help them personally. So it'll equip, it'll equip them in, in their work as life persons in spreading the uh, the gospel of life. And certainly clergy, um, you know, clergy who get involved with Rachel's Vineyard, I'm sure you're aware from the diocese, they just find it to be such an important uh, and blessed part of their of their priesthood, how it affirms their their work as priests. And um, so clergy, uh, you know, sometimes clergy are so busy, and it's like one more thing, but I think mm-hmm. that they'll find that this will be something that will be uh, a source of, uh, of grace and blessing on their vocation to learn about it, and then hopefully if God calls them to get involved. Absolutely. So what can they expect from some of these um, training sessions? Well, they're going to get introduced to, you know, Teresa's teaching and um, and understanding of how people experience traumatic loss and complicated grief. How does that manifest itself in, in, in their lives, in their relationships? Uh, understand the psychology of that, some, you know, some of the symptoms you'll see. Um, but she also, she also branches out into talking about um, you know, sleep deprivation, uh, people who are dealing with anxiety disorders, the brain science that goes beyond, goes, uh, that tell, helps explain how people experience trauma, but also why the healing methods that Teresa has developed 
are particularly effective, and I think that's something that a lot of folks find very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding dissociative experiences, um, you know, what is the role of shame in people, people's identity when they've been through abuse and things like abortion. And then lots of, uh, you know, training that will introduce you to the Rachel's Vineyard process and how that, how that works and overviews of that, uh, how, to, how to facilitate retreats. But there'll be some things that will be particularly helpful for Rachel's Vineyard team members that will help them in their continued work. Hmm. Uh, that's just some of the... Yeah, uh, lots of great things to learn. Yeah, there's, yeah, if you, wow. I think you'll be, get, you, you'll be giving, giving them a link, right, to... Uh, yep. Okay, yeah, so they'll be able to go and get more detail on the classes uh, that are being offered. Absolutely. Kevin Burke, thank you so much for joining us and sharing all your knowledge about Rachel's Vineyard. And I'll give some details here after we hang up, but um, thank you so much for the work that you do, and may God bless you and your work. Oh, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that was Kevin Burke, and he was talking about uh, Rachel's Vineyard Clinical Retreat Training. Uh, That will be... uh, A training will be offered by Zoom with a first session February 22nd and additional sessions offered every four months for the next two years. It's open to anyone in the training will have components geared for medical and mental health professionals, clergy, and lay people. Um, If you want more information, Amy Julian is the one to contact. Her number is 605-343-3541. Again, Amy Julian in Rapid City, 605-343-3541. 3541, or you can email her at a julian, J U L I A N, at D I O R R C dot org. So, and if you have any questions, just call the station. We'll get you details. So, um, that's it for my show this morning. So, that means tomorrow's show is up to Eli. Eli, what do we have going on? Well, thanks, Heather. We've got another great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. It'll be hosted by Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer coming to you live from our Grand Forks studio. First off, I guess it's not first off in the show, but first off <laughs> that you should know about at 9.30 Central, it's Straight Talk with Father James Gross, Father Jason Leffer. Get your questions ready to call in at, at uh, 877-795-0122. At 9.30 Central, you can ask them questions about pretty much anything. Then stop Nancy a priest. Gord- yeah, stop a priest. Absolutely. <laughs> and there's, there's a pretty smart one, so it'd be, it'd be yeah. pretty, pretty tough to stump them. <laughs> then Nancy Gordon, Father Slattery, will be reviewing The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. So all that and so much more is coming up. On tomorrow's Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. And then I also just wanted to to, 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 to stick in a quick shout-out for our Duluth Banquet coming up Tuesday, March 9th. Uh, we'll be bringing you Trent Horn. So Yay. it's not too late to, to sign up for that. So you can go to realpresenceradio.com slash banquet to get all the details there. Tuesday, March 9th, it's the Duluth Banquet with Mark, with, sorry, with Trent Horn. That one Back guy. Thanks, Eli. All right, folks, so that does it for the show uh, this morning. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a very blessed and grace-filled Lent. I was going to say Advent, sorry, but uh, blessings on your Ash Wednesday. Thank you for joining me this morning. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. 
Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.